Hey friend, happy Monday. Welcome back to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. As you can still tell, my voice is less than 100%. Um, I'm slowly getting better, uh, but the show must go on, like I said last week. So we are here recording another juicy episode for you. I'm stoked for this episode because the question that we're answering inside of today's episode Um, is one of the most common questions that I think online coaches have. And that is, how do I price my coaching? Like when I'm putting a price tag on my offer, how do I do that? What should I consider? So today we're going to break that down. I'm going to share with you six factors that you need to consider when putting a price tag on your coaching offer. It's going to be really good. So grab a notebook, grab a pen and grab your coffee and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. So this morning I was on a coaching call with one of my clients and she said to me, I feel like your coaching is worth more than I paid. And when I heard her comment, This made my heart so happy. And here is why. Regardless of what the dollar amount is on the price tag for your program and for your coaching, we always, as coaches, want the value of our program to be higher than the price tag. We want our clients to walk away from working with us thinking to themselves, man, I got the better end of the deal. Like, I paid XYZ amount, but what I got in return far exceeded what I paid. And not only is this just kind of like one of my standards, I believe, for providing a really good uh, client experience, this is one of the ways that we can stay in integrity as business owners. So whether you are charging 1000 or whether you are charging $10,000 for your coaching offer, we always want the goal to be for our clients to say to themselves or even say to us, like my client did this morning, you know, I feel like what I've gotten out of your program is far more than what I paid for. Like talk about a happy client. Uh, And so, like I said, regardless of whether you're paying, someone's paying you a thousand or 10,000, again, we always need to strive to have the value of what we're delivering be higher than the actual price tag. And this is one of the ways that we stay in integrity 
as business owners. Now, I have had a client before um, ask, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I, or mention to me, hey, I, w- I would love to have a formula for how to price my program. And I was thinking about that, you know, can I give somebody a formula for how to price the program? And what I uh, came to the conclusion of is only you and God know what the price of your program should be. I can't tell you what that is. I can guide you. I can coach you. I can give you factors to consider, which I'm going to tell you what those factors are today, but I cannot give you like an A plus B equals C formula for how to price your coaching program because the answer is it is subjective. It is um, subjective to you. It is different based upon your industry, based upon what you're offering. It's, it's, It's so personal to you, to your business, to your offer, and to your ideal client. So Maybe other coaches are willing to give people pricing formulas, but I, I'm not because I don't feel like there's a cookie cutter approach to this. I feel like this is a very personal decision that a coach makes um, to put a price tag on their coaching. So I want to walk through today six factors that you need to consider when you are pricing your coaching program. I'm going to read through them. Um, in a list format just right here off the bat. And then we're going to dive deeper into each one of them. So the first one is your ideal client's financial background. You need to consider that. The second one, the transformation that you offer. The third one, the length of the program. The fourth one, what are your income goals or your income needs? The fifth one, how much time are you spending with your clients? And number six, what investments of time and money have you made to become an expert and to um, develop your skills in this field. So let's talk about the first one, which is your ideal client's financial background. So the best example I think I can give here is if you are a fitness coach and your ideal client is a high schooler who has no income, who is... Um, probably if they do have an income, it's very part-time. It's probably um, a, a job that isn't paying them a salary. You would probably need to price your program at a much lower price point than if your ideal client was somebody in their 30s who was very secure in their career and making an average of eighty dollars to $120,000 a year. So the first thing that you need to, again, consider is your ideal client's financial background. Who is your target audience? What does their financial background look like? Do they have a job? Do they have a salary? Um, are they, um, you know, are they in high school where they probably don't have a job. And so if you're pitching them something that's like $5,000, like they've maybe never had $5,000 in their bank account their entire life, like let alone right now. So that's something that you definitely need to consider. And for some of you, this may be a reason where maybe you want to change your target audience to, to an audience that maybe has more means to pay for your program financially. Um, I'm not saying that has to be the 100%. Like if you are 100% called and led to uh, coach people who are, to use the high schooler example, who maybe in high school maybe don't have jobs, that's okay, but you're gonna need to find a way to price that program appropriately or have other means for them to um, pay you if they're not able to pay you in full, maybe like a payment plan. Like are they, do you have something to help them overcome that financial objection? 
So that's number one. You need to consider your ideal client's financial background. Number two, the transformation that you offer. So consider to yourself, if your client is 100% committed, if they do all the work that you ask and they show up consistently every single week, what kind of transformation could they expect? What struggles would they no longer have in their daily life? What goals would they accomplish? How would their life change? What would their relationships look like? What would their health look like? What would their finances look like? What would their faith look like? You need to remember that your clients are not just paying for your attention. They're also investing in their own transformation. And, you know, when it comes to the conversation of high ticket, clients who invest a higher amount financially tend to have better results in a program because they are now more committed emotionally because they've made a financial investment. I have seen that completely in my business. If you've never heard the story, I haven't told it on here in a while, but I once charged $24. That's that's two four, 24 $24 for a six-week group coaching program um, when I first started coaching in the very beginning, when I had absolutely no clue how to run a business. And I ended up signing 38 clients at $24 a piece for six weeks of group coaching. Um, so yes, I did make um, a good chunk of money up front. However, um, I didn't really understand what a group coaching program meant. And so I basically ended up having um, 38 one-on-one coaching clients, which is a lot of time, a lot of work. And you know what? Some of them got great results. Some people were not like motivated financially to stay committed. They were motivated by the results of the program. And they got they got amazing before and after photos um, from just spending $24. Other people, most of them, fell off track. Why is that? Because they were not committed. Well, why were they not committed? Because they only had to put $24 on the table in order to join this program. Like there, 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 there was no skin in the game, if you will. That's a phrase I hear a lot. I think of this often, you know, like if, I don't know if you have ever, like when you were little and your mom and dad like bought you like like brand new shoes, like, and these were nice shoes. And they said, now, these are not the shoes that you play in the backyard in. Those are the shoes that you play in the backyard in. Like, and they, and they pulled out like the, the shoes that didn't cost as much money. These are your playing shoes. These are your church shoes. Like the reason why that is, is because there was a higher amount of money invested into the nicer pair of shoes. Therefore, we shouldn't be trudging them around in the mud. We had to be more committed to keeping these nice shoes really clean. We didn't have to be as committed to keeping these other shoes really clean because we didn't have to pay as much for them. Same concept here. People who invest a higher amount tend to get better results. So that was number two. Consider the transformation that you're offering. Number three, the length of your program. How long are you coaching this person? If you're coaching somebody for six months, that's going to be a different price point than if you're coaching them for six weeks. Well, how do you know how long that you're coaching them? So the number way to um, essentially outline or know what is the length of your program is to consider how long is it going to take for you to, to teach your step-by-step curriculum. So every single coach needs to have a step-by-step curriculum, a framework, um, a methodology, if you will, of how you take your clients from A to Z of their transformation. And you should know about how long it's going to take for you to teach your curriculum. Like if you have 12 main points that you need to teach somebody, 
and each of those points is going to take an hour, you're probably going to have 12 coaching calls. And if you have weekly calls, that means you're probably going to have at minimum 12 weeks of coaching. Okay. If you have, um, 12 weeks worth of material, but, but you tell somebody you'll, uh, work with them for only four weeks. Well, now you have to cram three months of worth of material into four weeks. Like, like we have to be really organized in the way that we outline the length of our program. And it needs to go back to how long is it going to take for me to teach the material? But let's not just start there because coaching is, is more than just teaching material. It's also about your client implementing that material. And when they implement, guess what? They're going to mess up. Why? Because this is the first time they're implementing new material. Like the first time that anybody ever taught you multiplication in school, you probably got a lot of multiplication problems wrong. It wasn't that you weren't trying. It was just, it was a new skill for you. And so our clients, we're teaching them new skills. They're going to mess up and we will correct them lovingly and help them grow. And then they're going to get back on track and then they're going to see the transformation. So I want you to ask yourself this question when you're considering the length of your program. How long will it take for you to teach your material, for your client to implement the material, for them to mess up because they will, this is the first time they're doing this, for you to help them get back on track and then see the transformation? How long is that going to take? How many weeks for training? How many weeks of, of, of coaching do you need to do? How many weeks do they need to be implementing? Um, are you going to be giving them any Voxer messaging access in there as well so that you can support them and help them along as they are implementing? I recommend giving your client enough time to fully embrace the entire process without being rushed. Meaning if you need to teach 12 weeks worth of material, I would not recommend having a 12-week program. I would recommend having a 16-week program. Why? Because they are like, things are not going to go perfectly according to schedule. And if you are teaching things and you only give the amount of time that you need in order to teach and you don't give them any extra time to implement or ask you any follow-up questions, like what happens like if you, you teach something in week 12 and you're like, all right, that was our last coaching call. See you later. Well, now you're asking them to go implement something that now you're no longer there to help them support. So for example, if you have 12 weeks worth of material to teach, I would encourage you to have a 16-week program to allow for four weeks of implementation for Q&A, for them to mess up, for you to help them get back on track. We don't want people to feel rushed. Nothing good comes from feeling rushed. So that's the third thing you need to consider is the length of your program. The next one you need to consider, number four, your income goals. Okay, let's talk about this because the Bible says that we should value common sense. And I am a faith-based coach, absolutely. I strive to be led by the Holy Spirit. And guess what? The Holy Spirit loves common sense. If you don't believe me, read the book of Proverbs. So when it comes to pricing our programs, we have to consider common sense. And I don't mean that, friends, in um, like a sarcastic way. Please don't think that I'm being sarcastic with you. I mean, let's truly ask ourselves, how much money do I need to earn in my coaching business? And let's hugely consider that in our pricing. And I say that because I think that sometimes coaches 
um, just put a price tag on their program that they think feels good and that they feel comfortable with. And they completely forget the ins and outs and the math behind, well, how much money do I actually need to make? And, and is this actually, is this price tag on this program actually realistic for how much money I need to make? So let me give you an example. Let's say that in order for you to stay home with your kids, in order for you to work 100% in your business and to leave your corporate job, let's say you need to be making $50,000 a year and you price your one-on-one coaching program, which let's just say it's six months, by the way. Let's say you price your six-month one-on-one coaching program at $1,000. So that means every six months, you need to be signing 25 new clients. Well, you may say to yourself, well, Cammie, that's, that's fine. Like, I can, I can definitely sign 25 new clients in six months of time. Okay. Um, but let's say you in your six-month coaching program, you've also put in there that you have a weekly one-hour coaching call. So now... With 25 clients, you are now spending 25 hours a week coaching on Zoom. Oh, but you're also a stay-at-home mom with your kids. Okay, so now you are spending 25 hours a week on Zoom. And, oh my gosh, on top of that, you also have to create content. So that's another probably minimum three hours, if not more. Um, So now you're working 28 hours a week. And oh my gosh, now you also need to be doing DM strategy because now you you have to go sign at least 25 more clients here in the next six months. So you need to be generating new leads. Oh my gosh, well, that's probably going to take you, um, let's see, two, 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 two and a half hours a week. Okay, so now we're, we're closer to uh, maybe the 30 hour a week mark. Do you see how now you have taken something that you left your corporate job so that you could come and stay home with your kids, but now because we did not appropriately price your program, now you've almost recreated almost another full-time job at home when the purpose of you having this coaching business was so that you could spend more time with your kids. So this is something that we need to consider when we are pricing our program. Consider how much money do you need to make and how much clients do you need to sign at that price point in order for you to earn that amount of money. And how much time, because we're going to get into that here in a second, how much time are you going to be spending with that client when you sign them? Which perfectly leads me into number five, how much time are you spending with that client? So to kind of give you an example here, when I sign a one-on-one coaching client, most of the time, these are longer length coaching packages. And I say most of the time because I create custom one-on-one coaching packages, so not every single coaching package for my client looks the same because some of my clients have different needs. And so I don't want to just give them a cookie cutter program or cookie cutter um, package if when they all have different needs. So for example, my average one-on-one coaching client is working with me um, for several months at a time. And my one-on-one coaching clients get unlimited one-on-one coaching calls with me. Now you may be saying to yourself, oh my gosh, Cammie, how could you possibly do that? Well, I have a stipulation in here. Um, this does not mean that I get on a coaching call with my client every single day. This means we start out with weekly coaching calls. And if at any time we need to bump this up to two coaching calls because maybe we're planning for something big or we just needed that extra hour in the week to work on something together, we have that freedom and flexibility to do that. So if I'm working with somebody for five months and I am committed to me- meeting with them for one hour a week minimum, and some weeks it's going to be two. Um, all of a sudden, I mean, it would say, okay, so the average of four calls a month um, for five months, that's 
that's a minimum of 20 hours worth of coaching calls. But let's say five of those weeks, we had two. So now I have 25 hours with a one-on-one coaching client. Oh, and my clients get private messaging access with me Monday through Friday for support in between our coaching calls. So I add an additional one hour a month on average to support my client in between our coaching calls when I'm sending Voxer messages to them. So now I'm committed to spending about 30 hours with one of my one-on-one coaching clients. And if I only priced like a five-month coaching program at, let's say, $3,000 and I'm spending 30 hours with them, that means I am on average making about $100 an hour. Now, I'm not saying $100 an hour is bad, but you have to consider what is the demand on your time? And for every one hour that you're spending with your client, that's one hour that you're not spending with your husband or with your kids that you've been praying for, like I have for over three years. And this entire reason I had this coaching business was so I could be home with them. And one hour with my client is an hour I'm not spending doing X, Y, Z other thing. And and I'm not to say that I don't enjoy spending time with my clients because I do. I love my clients and I love communicating with them and I love talking with them. But the reality is that an hour spent with my client is an hour not spent serving my family or spending time with my kids um, that I'm praying for so hard. And so we have to acknowledge like, what is the demand of our time? And what is our time worth? Now, time is the one thing that we never get back. So I believe that time is a priceless resource. It's really hard to like, when we actually think about like, what is one hour worth of time? Like for us, like it, it, it's almost impossible to create a number because one hour time is, is just, it's this one thing we never get back. And we always wish we had more of it. But it's something, that's why it's something that we have to consider so heavily when we are creating the price tag of our program. Now, if you calculate everything out and you realize, oh, well, I'm only spending about five hours with my one-on-one coaching clients. Okay, well, that means that spending five hours with a client is not gonna cost as much as when you're spending 30 hours with a client. Now, again, I want you to realize that your client is not just investing in your time. They're also investing in their transformation. They're also investing in the time and money that you have spent to become an expert in this field. In other words, they are investing in your skills, which leads me to number six. The the sixth factor that you need to consider when pricing your coaching program is what are the investments of time and money that you made to become an expert in this field? I'm giggling right now, you guys, because as I am speaking Right now, my dog is going to the bathroom on the floor. And you might be saying to to yourself, Cammie, why is that happening? Well, friends, he is a rescue dog. And our rescue dog never learned in his previous home how to... Oh, he's cleaning up after himself. He thinks he's cleaning up after himself. Um, He never learned how to body outside. And so we've been practicing that. But you know what? I'm not going to stop this recording. I'm just going to keep moving along. So I hope that you got a little chuckle out of that. Um, Life is gravy, friends. Life is gravy. Life isn't perfect. (laughs) And we are just going to keep the show rolling. So 
Um, what investments of time and money have you made to become an expert in this field in order to learn the skills needed to become a coach in this area? So when I was thinking about this podcast um, episode and I was preparing for, okay, how do I talk about this? What's a good example that I could use for the sixth factor? I thought about my husband, Lucas. Uh, My husband, Lucas, is um, in addition to being wildly handsome, in addition to being my best friend, uh, he is a chemical engineer. Now, one may say, oh my gosh, a chemical engineer, don't they make huge amounts of money? Well, I'm not here to comment about how much money he makes, but I am going to comment about the amount of time and finances that he invested, that we've invested in order to educate him so that he could become skilled in this one very specific and particular area of the industry. So when you go to school to become a chemical engineer, it's kind of like going to school to become a doctor. Um, It is, tends to be a very long program and the price per credit hour at college is higher than other degrees because there's a, it, it, they have to go out and find these very specific people in order to teach these classes um, is what I'm guessing because, man, we, we are paying way more per credit hour than um, the average uh, degree at college. And because of all that, it has cost Lucas and I a, an incredibly large amount of money um, in order for him to become skilled and educated in the area of chemical engineering. And so when he is being paid for his services at his job, when he is being paid for his skills and his expertise, you had better believe that his employer considered the amount of investment of time and money that we have made in order for Lucas to become skilled in this very specific and particular area. Contrary to how much somebody gets paid to be a um, checkout person at a grocery store. Now, I am certainly not judging. I am not here to hate on anybody and the job that they have in order to put food on the table for their family. We need people in every single area of the industry to make uh, the world go round. I also want to mention that The dollar amount that is on your paycheck does not reflect your value and your worth as a human being. We serve a Lord that saw us as so valuable that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that we could be forgiven and spend eternity with him. So please don't misunderstand and think that I um, am saying something that I'm not saying, okay? I feel like I have to put that caveat in there because I feel like we live in a world where people just take other people's words out of context and they twist them and they make them sound really bad. So hear me very clearly. The dollar amount on your paycheck does not reflect your value as a person or a child of the Lord. What I am trying to point out is that it doesn't require as specific of a skill set to be somebody who checks other people out at the grocery store and helps them complete their payment. It doesn't take, like they didn't have to go to college for that. They did not have to become specifically skilled in that area. And and because of that, the pay that they may earn is likely smaller than that of somebody who had to go to school for six years and had to pay a incredibly large amount of money to become skilled in one area. Okay, so what does this mean? You would need to be considering 
How much time and money did you pour into becoming an expert in the field that you're coaching in? I'll just speak from my own experience. I have spent, woof, lots of money. Like over $20,000. Over $20,000. For sure over $20,000 to become a coach. In addition to that, I also went to school and got a bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics, which if you didn't know, I started off in the fitness coaching space. And so I, I was able to price accordingly because I was coming to this not only having my certification, but I also had a bachelor degree, bachelorette, LOL, a bachelor's degree in this field. And oh, in addition to that, I have also invested over $20,000 in just learning how to run a business and become a coach. And so all of that is taken into consideration when I am pricing a program. Friend, I hope what you're gathering from here today is that we have to truly consider and take time to think about and and be prayerful about the price tag that we're putting on our program because it's not just willy-nilly slapping um, a price tag on a program and calling it good. There's lots of things to consider in order to be wise about the gift of our of our gifts and our knowledge and our business that the Lord has entrusted into us. It is worth your time. It is worth your consideration. It is worth your prayer. It is worth your calculation. It's worth you pulling out your calculator and running a few numbers before you decide on a price tag of your program. So I want to just quickly do a little summary here of the six factors that we talked about today. Just I'm going to read through them one more time because I know we talked about a lot of information. Um, Six factors that you need to consider when putting a price tag on your coaching program. The first one, your ideal client's financial background. Number two, the transformation of your program. Number three, the length of your program. Number four, what your income goals are or your income needs. Number five, how much time is spent with your client. And number six, the investments of time and money that you have made to become an expert in this field. Friend, I would love to have dialogue with you about this. I think that this is a conversation that um, obviously a lot of coaches have this con- this this question, like how do I put a price tag on my program? Because it's one of the most common things that come up for coaches. And it's subjective. There's not a one size fits all pricing formula um, for you to just quickly uh, put uh, do a quick little calculation and put a price tag on your program. It is something that we should, again, be considering from Um, a factual standpoint. We should know the numbers. We should run the calculations. We should also be praying for wisdom about this. And the Bible says that the Lord will give wisdom to those who ask. Um, However, the Bible does have a caveat to that. The Bible says, yes, the Lord will give freely wisdom to those who ask, but they have to believe that that the Lord is actually going to provide that wisdom. And maybe you're saying to yourself, well, Kami, I have trouble with the faith aspect. Like I want to believe, but like I, I also struggle. The Bible also says, that we can ask the Lord to help us with our unbelief. So ask him for wisdom in this and then believe that he's actually going to give it to you and he's going to give you the wisdom that you need to put a price tag that honors him on your program. And if you're struggling to have faith in that area, friend, all you have to do is ask the Lord to help you increase your faith. Friend, I love you so much. And I want you to come, like, tell me your thoughts on this episode. Did you listen to this episode? What did it bring up for you? I want you to come hang out with me on Instagram. It's at Cami.Wilkie, C-A-M-I-E dot W-I-L-K-E. 
come hang out with me on Instagram, slide into my DMs. Let me know how this, this episode um, resonated with you. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. And also, if you're not following me on Instagram, you should be. I put out some crazy valuable content throughout the week. Uh, like you guys know, I show up here on the podcast for you two times a week. I'm showing up on my Instagram five days a week, Monday through Friday. I take the weekends off. I fast from social media on the weekends. Um, but I'm there Monday through Friday to serve you, to um, to engage with you, to connect with you. And I do some really cool mini trainings on my Instagram story. So come hang out with me. And I will see you on Thursday, friend, for another episode on the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.